Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts, information for and about veterans. On today's podcast, host Bill Hodges has a discussion with Jason Hogue, Director of Operations for the Debt Management Center in St. Paul, Minnesota. If you happen to be someone who owes the VA money from either failure to pay a copay, or if you have received overpayments from the VA from such issues as children or spouse being removed from eligibility for supplemental payments on disability checks, then this podcast is for you. You're going to hear what the government is doing to assist you during this period of uncertainty and how you can help yourself by calling or writing them to determine your eligibility for debt assistance. The websites and telephone numbers are a part of this podcast. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. And with every Veterans Corner Radio, I suggest that you get a paper and pencil out and be able to write down some of the phone numbers, email addresses, and websites that we might mention because you can always go back and listen to it again, but at least it'll give you a head start on it. Today, I have a really great guest. It's Jason Hogue. He's Director of Operations for the Debt Management Center in St. Paul, Minnesota. That's a really big place up there. They do a great job of taking care of debt management. Jason, welcome to the program. Well, thank you so much for having me on here today. It's uh, We welcome the opportunity to get out and talk with veterans and really embrace, you know, these uh, events to share what we do and how we can how we can best care for veterans. So thank you for having us. Can you give us just a thumbnail of what your organization up there in St. Paul does? Yeah, so you know, we're called the Debt Management Center and we're in this outfit up in St. Paul, Minnesota. We fall under an organization called uh, Office of Management. So we don't directly uh, fall under the administrations. But we do work closely uh, with both the Veteran Benefit Administration and the Veteran Health Administration, particularly in finance-related matters, and most often, obviously, with overpayments or co-payments. So we work with both those administrations and then also external organizations like U.S. Treasury and the Department of Justice. And you know, I would be surprised if most of America even realized that with VA care comes along, in many instances, co-pays. That's correct. And so while there are co-payments, and we'll get into this a little bit through today's chat session, but there's overpayments too, and we'll get into some of the reasons why those occur. But the VA is charged by law to assess co-payments and to recover overpayments when they go out under certain situations. So what are the situations or result in veterans incurring a debt to the VA? Well, again, thank you for that question. And really, we have to look at, you know, within each administration and then by benefit type, and I'll do that uh, somewhat quickly. But under the Veteran Benefit Administration, 
there are uh, overpayments that can occur, uh, essentially, you know, looking through the different benefit types, which include compensation, pension, and education. But looking at the compensation, um, again, that's when a VA is uh, paying out some type of disability to a veteran that has some service-connected disability uh, during their service uh, to one of the service components. But examples include as veterans are receiving entitlement uh, when they have a spouse, sometimes veterans uh, will go through a divorce or separation. And when that occurs, and if the veteran is receiving some entitlement for that spouse, and VA doesn't receive that update timely, then there could potentially be an overpayment. Other examples also include if there's a, a reduction in other beneficiaries like children or elderly parents. Other examples uh, would include veterans that are also drilling guardsmen and reservists still wearing the uniform. And so when they're wearing the uniform and doing either drill pay or doing maybe return to active duty, the law says that uh, we can't concurrently pay both that DOD pay and that disability pay at the same time. And so I never thought of that. Yeah. So we are charged to recoup that and we do work with veterans closely uh, to develop a plan that works for them. Additionally, a few more under the compensation would be um, incarceration. So if a veteran's incarcerated for over 61 days, the law does say we have to reduce that entitlement. And so that would be another example. And then lastly, for the compensation would be when a veteran passes, that that award check is sent out for the previous month. And so uh, for whatever reason, VA doesn't have timely uh, death notification. Uh, there could be some overpayments that occur there. And also noteworthy to, to mention there that if there is a surviving spouse, the spouse is entitled to a month of passing check. And so the spouse would just have to work with uh, DBA to receive that. Um, and then obviously the check would be issued in, in the spouse's name. So that's a few under the compensation. Under pension, the most common example would be when VA is informed that the veteran is receiving an amount of income that was different than what was reported. And so there could be overpayments there. On the education side, if a veteran most commonly under the post 9-11 GI Bill uh, reduces his or her uh, rate of pursuit, so either withdraws from uh, school completely for the term or it reduces the amount of credits are taken, that will also uh, result in an overpayment. So those, those are the three common under the, the, the benefit side. And then lastly, under the, the Veterans Health Administration, again, they are charged to, um, to assess co-payments uh, under certain uh, situations. And so if veterans are receiving non-service connected uh, like pharmacy prescriptions or uh, medical services under some priority groups, then there would be a copayment. So I tell people all the time that what we've got here is information, if you'll excuse the term from the horse's mouth, rather than going <laughs> to the internet and find the information from the other end of the horse. So the lengthy <laughs> Good discussion is a wonderful thing. And I think it's important that people understand, and many, as I said, don't, that there are many people who go to the VA who end up paying some kind of copay during the time. There are eight categories at the VA, and many of those categories pay something every time they go in for some kind of service or medication. Yes, sir. That, that is correct. We had a Debt Relief Act here a while back when the pandemic started, and many people who did have a copay, all of a sudden they didn't have one for a period of time, or at least it was delayed. Can you give us an update on that? Yeah, it's called the American Rescue Plan. It's a great plan. Congress basically gave VA the authority to cancel any copayments that occurred from April 6, 2020 
through September 30th, 2021. So roughly about a year and a half. And so it's retroactive, obviously, just over a year ago, and then it continues forward through September. And what that does, again, is it cancels those co-payments. And for veterans that had made a, a co-payment, had made a payment towards the co-payment, those will be refunded. And what VHA has shared with me is that basically, you know, given them 90 days from the time that the bill was passed, which was March 11th of this year, that, you know, that's when we'll start to see those, those uh, refunds and the co-payments canceled. So they've asked if you're one of those, you know, at least give them until July uh, before you inquire about it, but they're working hard and uh, applied some due diligence to, uh, to get these co-payments refunds out and get those co-payments canceled. Well, so many people are working from home. Yes, sir. And that's really kind of a problem because it's good in one way because you keep services going, but it's very difficult because they're not with their group and they have to rely on email rather than stopping by and say, hey, have you taken care of this yet? Yeah, I think we've done a really good job. You know, speaking on behalf of the, you know, my outfit, the Debt Management Center, uh, we've pushed basically 98% of our, of our workforce home. There's some areas that we still have to answer the mail. We still got to open those envelopes. We still have to cash checks. And so we still got to do that in the office. But, you know, we've got a fantastic workforce that has just adapted to this situation marvelously. And, you know, we're able to take calls from home. And we've actually, you know, our employees have been actually increased their level of performance. And so it's a welcome transition, I think, for everybody in that regard, that it's it's better for employees in a lot of cases. It's better for veterans. And um, really, our level of service is not... Uh, lulled at all. It's actually gotten better. That's wonderful to hear, really, because that's important. A lot of our vets, they don't make much money. There's a whole lot of them out there who are just above the poverty level. And having that little extra help from your office and people who care about them is very important. Yeah. And our level of service, you know, our call center is less than two minutes, you know, so. Wow. There's some, you know, some times where, you know, we're a bit busy and normally that's their first uh, week and the first day of the month. But outside of that particular day, you know, we're about a two minute average speed answer. I think you ought to go over and manage Social Security. <laughs> you can be on there for two days and still not get through. What a wonderful thing. Two minutes average. Wow. What are the debt relief things that people who do owe money can get and how can that be handled? Yeah, thank you for that question too. So on the VBA side, you know, those suspension dates are still the same. So April 6, 2020 through end of September 2021, any new debts that have come in, so those types I talked about, whether it be education, pension, or um, uh, the disability related, those are suspended. So we have not sent any letters out for those. Going forward, some of the feedback that we received from the veteran service organizations and veterans themselves is they would like an update on those. And so starting next month, early May, uh, DMC will start sending monthly letters out. And so these letters aren't saying that you have to make a payment. The letter is simply just to let the veterans know that there is a balance due. And if you want to make a payment, you know, give us a call. If you want to start a resolution on it, whether you want to ask for a waiver, or if you disagree with it, you dispute it, you know, those, all those actions or even compromise which means to offer a balance, something less than what the, you know, the balance that we have. Uh, we have a committee of compromise that'll look at that. But if you want to work towards resolving that before October 1st, that we welcome that and we'll be ready to, to take your call. Yeah, really, they shouldn't wait down to the last minute. If they have a debt they owe, there are ways to work around it. Yeah, absolutely. And 
for those debts that were existing before April 6th and veterans had um, made a choice to enter a payment plan, we did continue to respect that choice. But if that veteran that made the choice in that payment plan a year ago is not working for him anymore, all they got to do is give us a call. And normally, you know, we would ask for what's called a financial status report, some type of uh, supporting documentation to enter a different payment plan. But during this pandemic period, we don't, we don't need that. Just got to tell us what works for you, whether it's zero or some other amount, and we'll execute. Is this a part of helping the veteran understand how to control their finances? I know that I had a young friend who he was always in debt. And he was borrowing from Peter and paying for Paul and having a terrible time with either of them. And I got him into a debt management program where they showed him how to do a variety of things. Is there anything like that that you work with? Not so much the debt management program, but just working with the tools that we have available to us. You know, just because a debt's created doesn't mean a veteran will pay it. You know, that waiver process looks at equity and good conscience, and we'll look at all the factors that contributed to the debt being created. And either we'll waive the debt or partially waive it. You know, it all depends on, you know, that individual circumstance. And we've made a lot of improvements recently with how we interact with veterans. We've launched a, uh, what we're calling a debt landing page. And uh, what that is, is if you go to www.va.gov forward slash manage VA debt, you can see your debt there. There's actually an individual login for the individual veteran. Oh, really? Yep. And you'll be able to see your real life balance as, as we see it in our systems of record. If there was a debt letter that was uh, sent you know, prior to April 6th, you'll be able to download that. Once we resume normal operations, you know, after October, you'll be able to download any letters that are posted there. We initially uh, picked five principal letters just to get this going, but we'll continue to enhance this over time and make more letters available. Well, we want to keep on top of that because that'll be a big help to a lot of our listeners. You know, we're running out of time. Is there a specific thing that I haven't asked you that you really, really want to get out? Maybe just a bit more about this debt landing page. And so, you know, what we're working on as far as enhancing that is that once a veteran logs into that page, they'll be able to request a waiver right from the page. Just this week, email notification has been added to that. So if a debt lands into that debt landing page, that an email will go out. And then we're also working with VHA to integrate all the copayment amounts. So eventually, probably within a year, you'll be able to log into that page. You'll be able to see all your VBA debts You'll be able to resolve, take action from the page. You'll be able to see your VHA copayment amounts, and you'll be able to print basically a letter from there that basically has all of your copayment or overpayment amounts. To share that web address is www.va.gov forward slash manage VA debt. Again, www.va.gov forward slash manage VA debt. And then additionally, you know, our phone number for the debt management center is one 800 827-0648. And those are for any of those VBA overpayments. And then for any of the VHA copayments, uh, you can contact the Health Resource Center and their number is 1-866-400-1238. Again, 1-866-400-1238. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the program with me today. I know you're extremely busy. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, my guest has been Jason Hogue, Director of Operations for Debt Management Center in St. Paul, Minnesota. And it's been wonderful. I hope you'll come back. Oh, thank you. I would love to come back.
It's a pleasure meeting with you, and uh, it's a pleasure to just chat with you today. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Veterans Corner Radio. You're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know. And again, Director Hogue, thanks for being with us. Thank you. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Before we go, here's a quick final thought. Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner radio podcasts as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts.